Hello there. Glad you could join us on our second episode of Live Lottery. Are you feeling lucky? I'm your host, Harrison Williams, and today I'm joined by... Melina. Tishana. Trent. Today we're sponsored by Tim's Book Club. Use code HATS to get 20% off your next book. So, today we're going to be discussing The Long Walk by Stephen King. I don't know about you guys, but I think this book is starting to get pretty good. Yeah, it is. I like that we're starting to learn more about the characters, especially Garrity and McVries. We get to learn more about how they interact with the other walkers, too. Also, I think there's a little bit more action in this section than there was in the last. Well, let's go ahead and refresh our readers a little bit about what happened and what's happening in the book. Well, in the last section of the text, we were introduced to the different characters that Garrity is going to interact with throughout the book. We were also introduced to the plot line and what is going to occur the most in this book, which is walking. We are shown what happens to the boys when they buy their ticket, which is being shot. The boys started the walk, and everyone started off strong. However, some boys start to receive warnings, and two boys are killed, Curly and Ewing. The boys are disgusted and learn that this game is for real. In this section, the boys have now settled into their niches. They are getting used to the walk, but are still growing very tired by the minute. They have yet to reach the big and clamorous spectators that they were told they would meet. meet. Olsen is exhausted and tells McVries that his muscles are starting to feel baggy, and the feeling doesn't go away. The walkers are still only going through quiet and little towns that are not that big of excitement. Most of what is happening is dialogue between the boys. They begin to discuss their lives and the interesting stories that they were able to live through. They start to entertain each other with jokes and telling funny events that happen to them. The boys start to get to know each other a little better. The mood of the walkers becomes less tiresome and hopeless. However, their good moods continually become spoiled when more walkers begin to get their ticket more frequently. After about a day has passed, more walkers begin to run out of energy and more and more of them begin to drop. Because of this, the walkers start to become accustomed to someone dying. As the boys start to travel farther down the road, they come across steep hills that make the walk even harder than it already is. The walkers also continue to discuss the difficulty of the task they are taking on. They talk about why they ever would have joined the walk and what they thought it would actually be like. Garrity is also able to talk to Stebbins more with him being more open and talkative. They are able to discuss past walks and their experiences with watching them. The walkers also have to endure the night in this section with multiple boys dying during it. A boy tries to escape the walk but gets shot, showing that the boys will not be able to achieve their inevitable death. As walk goes on, the boys continually get we gets weaker and weaker, and Garrity and McBride starts to talk discuss the idea of death and giving up. Olsen is also very weak, however he continues to power through the walk. As the boys continue to walk down the road, the crowds continually grow and grow. Towards the end of the section, Harkness, someone in Garrity's close-knit sub-clan, reveals to Garrity that his foot has cramped up. Garrity tells Harkness that it is something that he has to fix himself. However, Garrity is rooting for Harkness because he is his friend. Harkness is able to massage his foot and narrowly escapes buying his ticket for the time being. He moves ahead and Garrity wonders what he is thinking. Yeah, I agree. There is a lot more action in this section. I think the plot is finally able to start moving along. Now that we were introduced to the characters and what's happening to them, another thing about this section that I really like is, like Harrison said, we're able to learn more about the characters. I think that there were a lot of new character de developments in this section now that they're getting farther into the walk. Yeah, it is really cool because we're starting to gain more insight into these walkers' personalities and what their lives were like before the walk, especially Garrity. Through the boys' discussions with each other, we are also able to learn about their personalities a little bit more. I think in this section, we especially get to see how these boys react to oppression, tragedy, and fatigue. But I definitely do agree that we were able to learn more about the characters. For example, we learned that McVries likes to push buttons a little bit, with him going, what's wrong with graveyards, Henry old buddy? 
a fine and private place, as the poet said, a nice watertight casket. In this quote, he is talking to Olsen and discussing graveyards and the aspect of death. He does this because he knows that Olsen is getting weaker and is considering the option of death. Whether he does this to discourage him or not, I don't know, but we learn that he isn't afraid to push people's buttons. In this section, we also start to learn that not all of the walkers are friendly to each other. We learn of a new antagonist whose name is Barkovich. It seems as if none of the boy, other boys like him, and it seems for good reason. In this section, he antagonizes a boy to the point of him becoming so angry with him, he tries to punch Barkovich and tries to fight him, and eventually gets a ticket. The other boys become disgusted with this, and McVrys tells Barkovich that he is no longer just annoying, but also a killer. Barkovich becomes a motivation for McVrys to keep on going. So Barkovich goes from being a pest that no one wants to deal with to being an enemy to the boys. He becomes an actual antagonist because Garrity is having to compete with him. Another person who seems to become an antagonist is the Major. This is a big change from the beginning of the book, where the boys almost treated him like a celebrity. This can be seen when Garrity is thinking to himself and reflected how strange it was about the Major, who had gone from God to Mammon in just ten hours. A Mammon is the New, Test New Testimony, is an entity that promises wealth and is associated with, with greedy pursuit of gain. I think this is really interesting, because if the Major represents the promise of wealth that all the boys are trying to achieve, he is the face... The walk uses to promote the event. He is the one that gives speeches and press conferences to build the hype around the event. He seems to be in charge of the entire thing. I think it's interesting to see how the major changes in the eyes of the boys in such a short amount of time. Not only this, but the boys start to create crude jokes about the major and begin to discuss how much they hate him. He becomes a symbol of the evils of the walk itself. Well, speaking of what the boys are going up against, I think it'd be interesting to talk about what conflicts have emerged in this new section. Once again, I feel that this includes a man versus man conflict. This because of the interactions between the walkers and Barkovich. As I said, everyone seems to hate him, especially after he indirectly caused the death of that walker. This is also man versus nature. With them having to walk through the night when the darkness came, it became almost impossible for Garrity not to entirely fall asleep. Everyone was scared of the night because they knew it had the highest chance of bringing death to them. I think that the main conflict of this section was man versus self. I say this because in this section, Garrity begins to become fatigued and the walk is starting to wear and tear on him. He is now starting to rely on mind over body. He is not able to just physically do it anymore. He has to have a strong mental capacity. For example... Quote, someone up ahead was given a third warning and Garrity thought, I don't want any. I could sit down for a minute or a minute and a half. I could, but he'd never give up. End of quote. In this example, he is having to fight the strong urge to give up and rest. He knows that if he stopped, he would never start moving again. And he knows this. This, this I feel, is the biggest thing that Garrity has to overcome. He is having to fight his natural urge to stop. The biggest thing Garrity has to have is a strong will to live and survive past all 99 other walkers. I think that this is an important part of the plot. All of these walkers are having to battle themselves. They need a strong mentality to get through this. And I think that this is what gives the book such an interesting concept. These books, these boys aren't fighting an evil monster or a person. They are fighting, they are having to fight themselves. So there are definitely a lot of conflicts in this book considering how many people Garrity is interacting with. There is bound to be someone that no one likes. And he's interacting with a lot of the walkers. This is why we get to see how the characters are changing. We get to see the difference between them at the beginning of the race to where they are now. We get to read about how they cope and, and, and react to the stresses that they 
are being put under. It seems as though they are all starting to change because of the events they are having to endure. For example, it seems as though Garrett T is starting to lose all the enthusiasm he had at the start of the race. His mindset has changed from what it was at the beginning of the walk. At, at the beginning, he felt like he could keep on walking and that all he had to do was lay one foot down after another. However, the farther he gets, the more he has to try to relax on his will to keep going. He, he starts to become tempted to stop. In the beginning of chapter 6, it stated that the pavement fascinated him. How good and easy it would be to sit on that pavement. It then discusses him contemplating just sitting down and dying. It is now becoming increasingly harder for him to keep on going. McRose once again is a little different though. He seems to still have his sense of humor even 24 hours into the walk. For example, when Olsen starts to lose hope and is thinking about quitting, McRose goes on to say, Just think of all the cash riding on you, boy. Think of all the people with a bundle resting right on your skinny. Obviously, this was not the appropriate time to joke around and talk to Olsen like that. However, he still wanted to joke around and lighten the mood. He continually tries to take the bad situation that they are all in and aid it with humor. Olsen, however, is not happy with it. Olsen continually talks about how regretful he is for joining the walk and how he is not able to go on. Yeah, they really have changed a lot since the start of the walk. I mean, we can't really blame them, though. I know I wouldn't be like myself if I had to walk miles and miles continuously without stopping and at four miles per hour the entire time. That's just crazy to think about. Another thing that's crazy is that they might actually cross the main state line. The boys discuss past walks and about, and about groups that broke records by reaching New Hampshire or even Massachusetts. That's really impressive and they might actually walk through the entire state of Maine. That, that would also change the setting too. Right now they are still in Maine, Garrity's home state. This setting is important because as we've discussed before, this could give them motivation to continue and keep on going. Another thing is that if the long walk wasn't set in Maine, then Garrity's mom and girlfriend Jan might not have been able to have a chance to see him later on in the walk. As Garrity continues to become weaker and more fatigued, he uses the thought of being able to see Jan as motivation. He thinks about how he is going to be able to see them later on in the walk. This shows how important the setting is. It allows the protagonist, Garrity, to be familiar with the surroundings and to have a reason to continue the walk and push himself to fight through the pain and fatigue. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of things affecting Garrity especially. People like Barkovich or Kali Parker aren't the nicest to Garrity right now. Especially Barkovich. He seems to give all the boys a reason to keep on going, just so he won't, quote, stomp on their graves. He especially gives McVries a reason to continue the walk. Garrity also seems to help a lot of the walkers. For example, when McVries goes a little crazy and tries to get the soldiers on the half track to come down and fight him, Garrity goes over and snaps McVries out of it. This is important because had Garrity not stopped him, McVries would have gotten three warnings and possibly a ticket. Garrity has his friends back, even though he is having to compete against them. This shows Garrity's personality and allows the plot to continue to develop. By showing the reader the interaction between Garrity and his opponents, we see how he is helpful and humane, despite the conditions that are they are being put through. Even though he knows helping his friends will lessen his chance of survival, he continues to do it out of the goodness of his heart. The contrast between Garrity and Barkovich showed the different sides to how some people respond to tragedy and adversity. It allows the reader to see two different sides of the story. There is a big contrast between how Garrity and Barkovich behave. I like how the author wrote these two characters and how different they are from one another. The situation that these boys are put through allow the reader to understand more about the different characters and their complexes. I think another great way the author allows the plot to develop is through the rhetorical devices and figurative language he uses. 
A good example I found in is this simile. The other boys split and passed around him like the Red Sea around the children of Israel. This simile highlights the fact that many of the boys are now beginning to get exhausted, especially Olsen. This can be seen with Olsen saying, I can't do it. I don't think I can climb that hill at four miles an hour. This example is describing when a boy named Larson sat down on the road and got a warning. The other boys walked around him because of their fear that he would get all three warnings. The author uses this simile to show how fast the boys got around him. This simile is comparing this, the event to how Moses held his staff up and the rest he was moved away so fast by God to God, the children of Israel, to the other side. By using this simile, it gives a very important tone to what is happening. This event highlights how competitive this event is and how distance to death the other boys have become due to the walk. However, we learned that Garrity tries to distract himself from this horrific moment by singing a lullaby and staying focused on not getting the third warning. Doctor uses this simile to reflect on how the walkers are doing this for themselves. They saw Larson struggling and hurried away from him without even checking on him. Had this happened in the other circumstances, the walker might have stopped for him. Another great device that I think Doctor uses very well in this section is flashbacks. Unlike the last section, that we read, we are actually able to get gain insight into Garrity's life before the walk. We are able to do this with the help of flashbacks. For example, during the walk, Garrity begins to think of his girlfriend, Jen, again. He thought of kissing her at Christmas almost a half a year ago under the plastic mistletoe his mother hung in the kitchen. His thoughts of how he taught her things such as dancing and knitting, while she taught him things such as discarding books because they were not meant to be studied he was thinking about her face in her perfect oval face